Hey guys, we have a great show planned for today. As we're going to be talking about a lot of things like the updated COVID-19 deaths, updates in the Gabby Petito case. We have two interviews today, one with the one and only CEO of Tunnel Vision Sports and another with Dr. Katia Paz, Goldfarb. Uh, other than that, you know, it's going to be a fun show and all, but we are going to jump into it, making her news casting debut. No pressure at all. Ali, the floor is yours. Good morning, WMSC. My name is Ali Arario, and I'm coming at you from the WMSC radio station in Upper Montclair. Now to get some news going. On Tuesday, the FBI posted a national statement and announced that the remains of Gabby Petito have been discovered and identified. Her remains were found at a campground in Bridger Teton National Forest, and authorities are fairly certain that the cause of her death was homicide. My thoughts go out to her family, and I hope that they receive some answers soon. Now for some statewide news. The Devious Lick Challenge has been sweeping the nation, and it has finally made its way to New Jersey. For those of you that don't know what a devious lick is, it's when students steal a form of school property and post a TikTok about what they stole. On Friday, at the Halden Public School, a student stole part of a toilet that was worth $400. So parents, if your child comes home with part of a toilet or a bathroom stall, chances are they completed a devious lick. Lastly, on a more positive note, this Friday night, the Student Center will be hosting a Red Hawk night. This event will take place from 9 o'clock p.m. until midnight in the Student Center, and it will be filled with lots of exciting activities that you don't want to miss out on. Hope to see you there. Now on to the weather. On this lovely Wednesday, we are looking at a high of 80 degrees Fahrenheit and a low of 72 degrees. You can expect some showers in the afternoon and the evening time. And one more thing, I would just like to wish my mom, who's tuning in currently, a very happy early birthday. Hey, oh! shout out to the mom. Happy birthday, mom. We love Montclair moms. Yes. We love them. Shout out to happy all the birthday. moms. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we're going we're gonna to cue a happy birthday song later on for I her. I love that. <laughs> yes. So I hope she continues to listen to us. Was That was your first newscast? Yes. Wow, you killed it. We're getting rid of Aiden. We don't even want to see him anymore. No. He's terrible. No, I'm kidding. But that was really good. Thank you. Shout out to you and your mom. Um, but now we got to transition to the sports cast. Tommy is not here. Uh, so it looks like I will be taking his place as usual around the seven o'clock time. Uh in NFL news. Yeah, I know you love sports, and I know you always want to say is that. Tommy here? But Tommy is here. He's here? Give the, Tommy! Give the man an opportunity. Tommy. I didn't even know he joined. Tommy's here. Tommy, welcome to the show. Thank you. Talk about impeccable Tommy, timing. Oh, see, this we is can't why. even hear you, Tommy. You know what? Oh, wait. You Can you hear me now? Tommy, I'm going to start talking, today. and once we hear you, I'll let you fill in the rest, all right? So in NFL news, the Houston Texans rookie quarterback Davis Mills will start against the Carolina Panthers as Tyrod Taylor is placed on IR as injuries grow for the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback. Ben Roethlisberger is dealing with pectoral issues in the NBA news. Former guard of the number 11 pick in the 2006 NBA draft, J.J. Redick announces retirement from the NBA after 15 
stellar season. And in the NHL, the Minnesota Wild have agreed to sign Kirilli Kapovalov on a five-year contract worth $45 million through the 2025-2026 season. Hall of Famer broadcaster Jim Houston announced yesterday that he will be retiring from, grad- from broadcasting NHL games after 40 I will take over from here. And lastly, in Montclair Sports, there are two Montclair games being played at home today. Field Hockey plays FDU, Florham at 7 p.m. And Men's Soccer hosts Keystone College at 7 p.m. And with all that, that has been the sports presented to you by me and not by Tommy because Tommy's mic is, is not working. Hopefully we'll hear from Tommy at some point later in the show. Tommy, you want to give it one more try? Uh, say something. Can you guys hear me now? All right, yeah. <laughs> Tommy, maybe next time. <laughs> maybe next time you can go ahead and uh, deliver the sportscast. But we got a show to do, so we're going to move on to our first story of the day. <laughs> I know Tommy is mad that he woke up early for no reason. <laughs> oh, Lord. Poor Tommy. Anyways. Oh. On to some <laughs> a bit more somber news. Yeah, more somber news. Uh, U.S. COVID-19 deaths. Excuse my uh, laugh. <clears throat> U.S. COVID-19 deaths are topping 1,900 a day. This is the first time since early March that deaths have been this high. This is happening due to the 71 million unvaccinated Americans. Colin Fallis, the coroner at Missouri Madison County said, I've got to tell you, a guy has got to wonder if we are ever going to see the end of it or not. Nearly 64% of the US population has received at least one dose of the COVID-19 vaccine, but the average deaths per day have climbed 40% over the past two weeks, according to John Hopkins University. In a message to unvaccinated people, Dr. Bruce Vanderoff, who is the chief medical officer for the Ohio Department of Health, said, quote, there is a very real risk you'll end up in the hospital or even in the obituary pages. Wow. Talk about the obituary pages. Yeah. Let's not get out of control. Um, Definitely a bit of sad news that the COVID-19 deaths are rising. I know. Isn't that crazy? That uh, I think what's more crazy is the fact that there's 71 million unvaccinated people still. Are you really that surprised though? I'm not surprised. I just think that's a crazy number of people. Uh, Definitely. Definitely. But given the... I should actually Google. What is the current population of America? Do, and does anybody know? Uh... You going know, once, going gosh, twice. I am technically the producer of the show, so oh, I gotta start Isaiah's. Well, according to Google, <laughs> in 2019, there was approximately 328.2 million uh, individuals living in the United States. Really? Mind you, this information is based on the census. And as mm. any good reporter or journalist, we know that not a lot of people answered the census, which what? is disappointing. Yes, I know. And it happens every 10 years. But with that being said, there is 328 million individuals, at least in 2019. So that's 71 million. That's like, well, not even, that's like half of the half. Are we getting, in, are we getting into math right now? And this yes. early in the morning, yes. I failed yes. algebra students. one. I well, failed algebra I would not be airing that right now. <laughs> but then I took the class online and passed with 100. Mm. Did I use a phone app? I can't confirm or deny that. Wow. But, uh, you know, I tried my best. 
they must have been very uh i i'm looking back i wonder what they thought like how did he fail the class and get a hundred uh what a big turnaround i'm sure they knew was he just not trying no um yeah they clearly knew uh but yeah anyways back to COVID-19 Ali what are your thoughts um yeah I think it's crazy that people aren't taking that step to get vaccinated you know you know you could do your part but they have their reasons and I understand that um COVID definitely is something that is pretty bad for this nation and hopefully things will start returning back to normal soon ish (laughs) she said soon soon ish that seems to be just a ideal way to put this whole thing hopefully soonish um but we're going to transition into our next story crystal we have more sad news it's a sad news in the beginning but go ahead and tell us what's up a coroner has concluded that the remains found were gabby petitos and her death was a homicide the human remains found recently at a Wyoming National Park were those of the 22-year-old Gabby Petito, who disappeared months after setting out on a cross-country road trip with her boyfriend. Teton County Coroner Brent Blue concluded Petito was a victim of homicide, but the cause of death is pending a final autopsy results, officials said. Her body was found near a camping area in a remote northern Wyoming along the border of Grand Teton National Park. Authorities continue to search the Carlton Reserve in Florida to look for Petito's boyfriend, Brian Laundrie, who had also who had been named a person of interest, interest in the case, but his whereabouts remain unknown. Investigators began searching the 24,000-acre Florida Nature Preserve over the weekend, focusing on the area after Laundrie's parents told police he may have gone there. Authorities are using helicopters, drones, dogs, and officers and all terrain vehicles in their search for laundry after 75% of the search area is underwater. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Is this a Lifetime movie or what in the making? Um, this is a wild story. I'm, I feel like social media really kind of created this story uh, a lot bigger than it probably was going to be initially. Uh, especially because they're both weren't they youtubers as well or they had like a youtube channel yeah i think they're popular on social yeah. media so i think that's are, are they ali because i i was on social media and like of course this is like terrible news i really did hope that they would have found her uh alive you know they were calling her uh, in the media america's uh like sweetheart and like mm-hmm. america's daughter i should say and so obviously everybody was like anxious to find out what was happening with her but as they started they started like the big media network started picking up this story and it's just it's every day almost every hour there's like an update or there's something people kind of social media started saying like hey well why is it that when a white person and i hate to bring race into this right but why when a white person goes missing it's like it gets national recognition and national news and makes headlines right but when someone like and then there's people going missing every day and uh you know whether they're like whether whatever the race may be but people are saying like well now had it been someone who was like black or brown would it have gone the same attention and they i think they do definitely raise a very valid point but that's why i was asking you like well are they that popular on youtube because i know they had a youtube channel but i don't know their subscribers their following i don't know how big it was because if it was big then it would make sense why this case got so much attention right but if it didn't mm, the fact that she was white did that play a role 
Mm-hmm. So Ali, let me let me know. Let me know your thoughts. Yeah, no, I did not really know much about her, obviously, prior to the investigation and prior to her disappearance. Um, but I completely agree with you and everything that you're saying. Like, I feel like so many people are kind of disregarded in that sense, and especially people of color. You know, I feel like the media and the national kind of coverage and just everything should do a better job of covering everybody and covering people of color and making sure that they stay up to date and really get the word out there for those people. So I completely and wholeheartedly agree with you. Yeah, but it's definitely sad news. Mm -hmm. Very, very sad news. And I feel like after a certain point, like obviously, again, I did want her to be found like alive but it, it was like what is it, it what has how long has it been like three weeks at this point four weeks I think around there. yeah it, it was I don't I didn't I didn't see this story having a happy ending you mm-hmm. know what I mean uh interesting I will say uh Crystal I'm glad you brought that up because I actually had that conversation the other day uh I think it was with my girlfriend or somebody else I don't remember actually now but I had this the same conversation I posed that question and I said it's interesting that she was kind of the one that the media took and I wonder why that is because there's like you said there's so many other people that go missing across the United States and across the world and they don't really get any media coverage or anything like that and then it's just very convenient that it would be obviously the the white blonde girl and obviously it's a very sad story and I'm going to stop saying obviously uh but yeah uh we are going to move on now to a quick little break we'll be right back here on the morning buzz hopefully a little less depressing and a little more happiness for your morning. But until then, uh, we'll be right back. We're working out the the kinks here in the morning buzz as I change roles for more than just a host. Um, so for the viewers, guys, we are in a work in progress. But let me tell you, once I get going, uh, the show's going to be the best on Wednesdays. No other show could be as good. Anyways, back to the New Jersey schools. Um, where would you guys rank your guys' high schools? Do you think they would ever even come close to this list? Um, personally, no, <laughs> but I um, am from upstate New York, so oh. it's definitely a very different environment, definitely a very different setting. So Allie, that's my dig. <laughs> Ali, are you an out-of-state student? I am. I'm one of the very few. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. Ooh, how is that? Oh, I cannot even imagine that. Jersey. yeah jersey's very very different than where i was born and raised <laughs> how you know? so now i'm intrigued how so well um to put it simple so my family came for graduation and we googled things to do in my town as someone does the number third thing on the list was to visit a nursing home huh? <laughs> we, we have nothing a it's, nursing home yeah it was number one and two um a roller rink which is questionable <laughs> and a bowling alley that burnt down months ago nice so really great Not nice, I said, <laughs> oh, said sorry. nice. Um, but let me sad. let me tell you ali yes i feel like sometimes i come across individuals like yourself who don't have much to do in their towns and they tell me all the time and Honestly, I feel like Montclair is a great place. And not only like the university itself, like there's always something going on, but like just the Montclair Township in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think have great stores. And not even that, but we're really close from the city and like New York City. So definitely, definitely something to check out. But bringing it back to the schools in New Jersey who want these awards, I would rank my high school. Oh, that's a tough one. 
that's a tough 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 question um I feel like in academics it was <laughs> it would be that low on the list right <laughs> down, down there but in terms of like the the building itself and the facilities and stuff like that I would rank it pretty high we I come from the high school who has like a football field on on top and I know like everybody always thinks it's super cool personally I don't really care because I'm not into sports like Tommy and Isaiah's but yes that's how I would rank my where's your football field on the roof it's on the roof of the school mm-hmm. what yeah. in the world yeah everyone always has the same reaction you want to out your school name say uh, how bad they are at education and, I mean they're not bad at education it's just like a very predominantly Hispanic high school so uh, okay. yeah you know people don't care about us <laughs> so the, mm. the education is not top tier that's what I, that's what I'm trying to get tell them Crystal tell them I said what I said drops mic <laughs> walks out Crystal is never seen on the show again <laughs> canceled before i <laughs> canceled before i start my career you made too many hispanic comments today right. <laughs> one more and we're getting into a dangerous territory uh. but moving right along on things like i told ali that there's so many things to do in montclair let's take you or bring you some montclair news montclair kimberly account academy is to require COVID-19 vaccines for their students. The academy will require all students ages 16 years and older to have the vaccine, as well as students ages 12 and older who participate in winter athletics will also be required to be vaccinated. This policy aims to to counter potentially increased transmission of the coronavirus during indoor and unmasked athletic activity, according to MKA's website. Proof of vaccination must be submitted by November 15th and students who turn 16 during the 2021-2022 school year should plan to be vaccinated within 60 days of their birthday. Students are considered fully vaccinated two or more weeks after receiving a single dose vaccine or the second dose of the the, uh, two-dose vaccine. Requests for exemption from the policy due to medical reasons or because of religious beliefs must be submitted in writing. Those who receive exceptions exemptions will have additional restrictions and requirements, including weekly testing. Should a student not comply with the new rules, they will be banned from an on-campus academic and extracurricular programs. Wow. They're putting their foot down. They really are. Mm-hmm. Um, that's very... I feel like that's probably been the most extreme of any high school I've heard of, at least in the country, where it's required for 12 years old, you know, it's a little crazy, huh? I think, yeah, isn't like uh, every other school, like, um, what would you call them, grammar schools, uh, having issues because of the mask mandate, not necessarily the vaccine, right? Yeah. That's crazy. I These, the Kimberly Academy will definitely be getting some backlash because i know people like you know there was what 71 million individuals 71 million who you know aren't vaccinated so and i am sure that those individuals from those 71 million who have children if they're not getting the vaccine they're most definitely not giving the vaccine to their kids so i am intrigued i'm i cannot wait to find out i'm sure there will be either protests or something they're gonna reach out to their councilman they're gonna reach out to their mayor i know they're gonna people parents are not gonna be happy 
Yeah, I wonder what's going to be the dropout rate for the students. You think there's going to be like a heavy amount of people that are leaving the school, transferring out? For sure. I don't even think this is like a public school. I think it's like a private school. Yeah. So, you know, you know, when the school has academy in the name. <laughs> They're fancy. Uh, no, yeah, but I definitely, I, again, like I said, people and parents and families, individuals are already upset that they have to wear masks and now telling them that they need to wear I mean get the vaccine for children especially it's even worse I was watching this uh interview on television I think yesterday where parents were saying that aside from them they just don't know the long-term effects of the vaccine and that's one of the main reasons because i don't know if you guys remember but before it was like well it's not fda approved right the vaccine yeah and then it became fda approved and you would think people would be like oh yeah well now it's time to get the vaccine but on the contrary they were like "Mm, actually now we don't know the long-term effects and i'm not gonna lie before getting a vaccine that was one of my main things i was like damn like yes it's gonna it's be going to be for the greater good but I do not know the long-term effects and if it, and if it even has any. So that's what I'm going to say on that. And what a fun mystery game we get to play with our kids. Right. Uh, right. For our now, future. it's the greater good, but who knows what will happen. Maybe I'll grow another arm. Uh, but yeah, we'll see what happens for this school and their kids. And we are probably going to move on to another break, guys. We'll be right back here only on The Morning Buzz, which is available on all podcast streaming platforms. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you can think of, or on YouTube, Facebook Live, and of course, WMSC Upper Montclair, and we will be back. This time we're back, guys. Again, (laughs) I remember to unmute a couple seconds later, but anyways, we did it. Um, Once again, work in progress here as I make the transition. So if you've noticed things are a little clunky, it's just me getting used to my new role here on the morning buzz. But enough about me. We are going to throw it again to Allie as she's going to brace us with what we have in store for today. Weather-wise, go ahead, Allie. Tell us what's up. Thank you. So in Upper Montclair today, it is currently 72 degrees, but it feels like 76 And for the forecast today, it's just going to be cloudy and basically remain in the high 70s, low 80s. And there's a potential for some showers in the afternoon and the evening time. And that's about it. That is about it, guys. Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. I always have to say that. Come on, Crystal. I always have to say that. I have been doing the buzz for quite some time now and literally every single time I, I started off as a newscaster as well and every single time I could and every, since then I every single time I can I always have to say it every single time I'm doing the buzz and it's cloudy it is cloudy with a chance of meatballs what kind <laughs> of meatballs all right see you we were here Isaiah and then you took it too far I don't what even... do you mean too far there's different kinds of meatballs you can have mean, Vietnamese a... meatballs have you ever had Vietnamese meatballs Isaiah first of all I don't even like I was gonna say I don't don't like meatballs but then again I may not like the ones I've tried but there's other ones I may try I don't know apparently mm. I'm um Mexican and apparently in 
in Mexico, they make some like albondigas, which is just basically how you say meatballs in Spanish. And they make it in some type of, I think, soup. I think, I think, I don't you even think? know. I'm throwing, throwing my people oh. <laughs> uh, under the bus, but uh, I, it just doesn't sound very appetizing to me. I, you know, I'm a fan of meatballs though. Uh, I don't really like Italian. <laughs> I don't really like Italian food too much, but I, I like good meatball. What? Are any of you Italian? Ali? I am. Oh. Uh, don't even get me started. Sorry. <laughs> so, Ali, can I can I confidently say you like meatballs? Um, I don't dislike them. You know, I'm kind of like you. There's certain things that I like, and there's certain things that I don't like. Yeah, but... I just I feel like. I don't know. Then <laughs> no. Mm-mm. If we're talking about like chicken parm, though, that's oh, a whole yes, different yes, story. That's the yes, best. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Ooh, I, the other day I had some. What is that? Gnocchi. That was good. good. What is gnocchi? It. I don't know how to describe it without an Italian Ali. expert. Yeah, Ali, I, I, I really, please, please. I'm not that much of an expert, but it's like a starch, and it's basically like these little like I don't know how to describe it, like balls. Yeah, in oh. and yeah, they're just served with sauce and whatever you want with them yeah they have They're cheese inside them right That's um cheese. some of them do you uh, can have it either way oh i've always gotten the cheese ones and oh they're so freaking good <laughs> but it's it has to be specific from restaurants i went to this restaurant in in philly and it was the best gnocchi i have ever had ever ever had uh but i've had it here in jersey and when i tell you it first of all i don't want to say this but i it's a must if the restaurant owners are not Italian. Don't go there. And I'm sorry. Hold hurts, on, hold it, on, it hold on, hold on. Me. I disagree for a second. No, because some like, there is this. I forget where it was. Probably something called like Uncle Stow's or whatever. But the best pizza I've ever had was made by just like a group of Hispanic people. No. Yeah. No. It was so good. I mean, okay, given, given. But it was good. <laughs> this is this is my third Hispanic thing for the day, and I make no fourth. Promises. You mentioned All the right. meatball. All right, the fourth. Get out of here. <laughs> no, 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 no. And I don't. I do not make any promises that. Oh, we are in Hispanic Heritage Month, so. Oh I yeah, all, we can do it. I get Unlimited. all the options to say it. Anyway, as I was saying oh you made me forget because yeah. you were interrupting me what I'm were we talking sorry. about i was gonna say that no i was gonna not agree with isaiah that he says that he had pizza from these uh people who were hispanic and they made the pizza and it was really good but i'm gonna say no and and then i was then i started thinking well people who have employees working for them are typically hispanic that's and they typically work in kitchens. Yeah. So actually, he you uh-huh. may not be wrong. Uh-huh. The, the pizza that we may be thinking we're eating and that's Italian or being made. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's, it's a old. lie. All of you are being led astray, <laughs> hoodwinked, bamboozled uh, by these funny. people. Um, no, no. But um, no, I don't agree with you. I ha- There's this restaurant in my, in my hometown and that's owned by Hispanics. I... Bro, I ordered the most basic thing ever. It was like, was it spaghetti or no? It was like penne vodka or some. It was something like that. And honestly, it was, it was disgusting. Trash. It was it was terrible. And I and I called to complain, and they were like unbothered by it. I was so pissed. I was pissed. I was pissed, and I was pissed. So, thank you. That I is said what I said. been Crystal on her report about food um well maybe it was just an off day for him but guys enough about food we have a special guest here today 
on the morning buzz, a great man, a CEO, an owner of a business, the one and only Stephen Hayes of Tunnel Vision Sports. How are you doing, good sir? I'm good, man. I don't I don't deserve that introduction, but thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Right? He's a little, I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Was, you. No, no, no. He's a little Steve too a great, for me. He's a great man. All right. He has given me my first opportunity as like an intern oh. to run social media. Oh, so you're. So I am thankful you're kissing. to Mr. Hayes. <laughs> but why no, don't you. He, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, but why don't you, why don't you introduce uh, yourself to kind of let us know a little bit about yourself since you didn't give me my first internship opportunity. I don't really know about you <laughs> and our listeners. So, Well, my name is Stephen Hayes. I am the CEO of Tunnel Vision Sports, and I thank you guys for having me on this morning and allowing me to join you. Um, like I said, Isaiah's introduction was amazing, but I don't know if I'm worthy of all that, but <laughs> he is a great person and he has an amazing talent. Um, very big Steelers fan, but he has an amazing talent. And, um, you know, Tunnel Vision Sports is about, uh, I wanted to start a sports media company that kind of changed the narrative of what everyone knows it to be. Um, with the gossip and the, the breaking news, but it's never nothing dealing with sports. Um, we wanted to take the, the positive route. So Tunnel Vision Sports is, is just that. We focus on the sports. We don't care about what that athlete is doing outside of their professional lives. You know, while we take all of their allegations and things that make them look serious, you know, it's not our job to judge and we choose not to report that. We want to focus on the sports because growing up, children looked at athletes as heroes. And when you constantly diminish their characters outside of what they do professionally, you know, that kind of question, the, the children kind of question what's going on and it just makes it a confusing situation. So I just wanted to focus it back to the sports and that's why we named it Tunnel Vision Sports. You know, you gotta love it. Uh, but I have a question for you as well. Uh, what was the process like starting Tunnel Vision Sports? You know, it's a relatively new company, right? <laughs> yeah. Was there a sense of like anxiety or excitement? What was like the whole process through it? Um excitement not no no anxiety just confusion uh trying to really get the understanding of okay you know this you hear people say okay i'm gonna you know sell t-shirts i'm gonna start a clothing company i'm gonna start cooking or whatever the case may be but when you just randomly decide to say okay i'm gonna start a sports media company you know that kind of changes the 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 things that I knew of and the way I knew to go about the one thing I can say is that on both sides of my family, my mother and my father, I was always given examples of entrepreneurs. Um, my mother was an entrepreneur growing up and her and my father, it was, it's eight of us. I have seven other siblings. So uh, she was definitely, she did hair in our basement and we watched her do that for years and everybody came from the neighborhood and I just watched her do that. And when I started this, I talked to her, I talked to my father, got some advice. And then one of the things that he gave, my, my mother gave me and my father gave me was make sure all your ducks is in a row. It's one thing to have an idea to start this company, but make sure that you do it the right way. Make sure that you're, it's LLC, make sure all the documentation is correct before you decide to put this out to the public because 
if you don't, somebody will come up, take it from you, and then, you know, you're just saying, oh, I had that idea. Absolutely. So what would you say to those individuals, right? Uh, Tunnel Vision Sports is relatively new. So what would you say to people who gravitate to, for example, ESPN, Bleacher Report, et cetera, for their sports news? Why should they go to Tunnel Vision Sports? Well, Tunnel Vision Sports is more of, like I said, for the hardcore sports fans of all ages. Um, If you like what ESPN does, what Bleacher Report does, you know, that's what they do, but we're not taking that route. Obviously, we're still going to report the news. We're still going to report stories, but as long as it's focused on sports. If if you're looking for a company that's solely sports-based and we're not into the you know, the drama or whatever that goes on outside of the sports world, then that's where Tunnel Vision Sports comes in. Um, and we're growing every day. Um, along with uh, Isaiah's, we have a host of, of interns and great minds who have tremendously helped me when we started this company. Started with one intern uh, in January of this year, and now we have 25. So uh, we're making strides and we're being able to move the needle forward. But looking at everything that, you know, the other companies do, we're not trying to rival those companies. Um, We're taking a different approach because I feel like if we were to rival them, we would be doing the same thing they're doing and we're not. So um, like I said, it's for the diehard sports fan. So if you are that diehard sports fan and you're looking for your sports, for your diehard sports fans, this is where you should come, Tunnel Vision Sports. Gotta love it. Uh, so as I mentioned earlier, this is still like a relatively new <clears throat> sports company in the process of really trying to find its like identity and growing more and more each day. So what do you envision the uh, the future for Tunnel Vision Sports looking like? Um, the future for Tunnel Vision Sports will be, well, we originally it was, it's crazy because we were going to focus on high school and we were going to bring more notoriety to high school. But as I started going and as I started you know, learning some things that went on, we were like, you know what, we can make this a wide broad company. And we wanted to focus on every aspect of every sports world. So for us, the, we have some shows that we've created, Isaiah, as you may know, uh, we have the Dylan and Dylan show, uh, the great takes from the Great Lakes. I host a podcast called Beyond the Game. Um, Tunnel Vision Sports will be more of a, it'll be that Bleacher Report style, more catered to not ESPN because ESPN obviously has a network of where they're hosting games and such, but it'll be catered more to like a Bleacher Report, but it won't be that. It won't be, you know, I'm not disrespecting them, but I'm just saying it won't be any gossip or anything like that. Um, We're just going to be a positive sports media company. And once again, if you're a diehard sports fan, um, this is where you would want to come. Uh, Steven I'm going to tell you I'm going to be honest with you I am not a a sports person but I'm definitely going to check it out because I absolutely love the name Tunnel Vision Sports and I just have to ask as someone who occasionally likes the Coda Black uh, music and just his song of like Tunnel Vision how did you get inspired for the name um Focusing. Did the song would, play a role or was no, it? No, the song didn't play a role at all. No, <laughs> no but the song didn't play a role at all. Uh, I was actually sitting there. Um, I actually, my wife actually was the one. I was sitting there and we were, I was telling her what I wanted to do. You know, we were focusing in on how we were going to do it. 
And she was like, well, you have to be focused. And I was like, yeah, I just got to block out all the noise and put the blinders on. And then I was like, you know what? I was like, nah. And then I thought about tunnel vision and I scrapped it. I was like, no. And I think we were going to call it, um, it was something terrible. It was something positive sports or something. And I was, I looked at the name on paper and I was like, no. And then I went back, I had tunnel vision written down and I went back and stared at it. And I decided that's what it was going to be because ultimately that's what we're doing. We're focusing on what we're doing in sports. We're not worried about any other outside noise. We're paying attention to it, but we're not worried about it. And we're just staying in our lane. Yeah. Uh, so obviously I am a social media intern for you and we've had these conversations at some point, but the world should know as well. How do you use social media to grow your company and, and really give the, the platform to other athletes about more than just sports? So social media is really one of the best ways to grow your company and to promote your company, but you have to kind of change it for what it is. So believe it or not, athletes pay attention to, to sports media outlets. They pay attention to what the people are saying about them. Um, for us, and as you mentioned, we've had these conversations. The reason I started the Beyond the Game podcast was to give athletes a quote-unquote safe haven platform. It's called Beyond the Game because I want you to come on here and inspire the youth and the next generation with your stories on how you made it to the point where you are today and to help them understand that you don't necessarily have to be just an athlete. Um, the social media side comes in because that's what everybody gravitates to. Um, everybody has their pick, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Snapchat, you know, um, even LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a huge tool, actually. But, you know, social media for me and well, obviously, with the stuff that you do with us, Isaiah, you you really helped change what I was looking to do. I just didn't know how to like actually have the talent to do it. And then when you came along and you started creating the engaging post and having people look at what's going on, followers started to gravitate. The one thing about growing your social media platform organically is sometimes it can seem frustrating because it will take time. Um, but that's what we prefer. We prefer the organic route because I'm not trying to buy any followers, not trying to do any clickbait. We just want to give you the facts. Yeah, and you you mentioned your 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 podcast. You said it's called Beyond yes. the Game. Yes. Cool, cool. Uh, and so with that, with your series called Beyond the Game, where where you take the conversation to something more than sports, who would you say is your dream guest on the show? Oh man, dream big, dream big, Stephen. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's not the. It definitely is big. It's just it. The, Too many. So, it's a lot. So for <laughs> me, um, I think the first dream guest, um, if I would have a top, I'll just, I'll just narrow it down to my top three. Because like I said, it's, I wanted to clarify, it's not just athletes that we interview. So, you know, that's why it's called Beyond the Game, because we want to give people the encouragement to do whatever it is you want to do in life. But you don't have to be an athlete or a rapper or whatever to become this big, successful person. So um, I think number one, would be Aaron Rodgers. That's top of my list. Uh, number two, honestly, would be Oprah. Nice. Yeah, I would, I would love to have a very in-depth conversation with Oprah. And number three would be Tyler Perry. 
okay. <laughs> I just said, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so before we get into one of the last questions, Stephen, I've always wondered this actually. And when you said Aaron Rodgers, what sports team do you root for? I know you're in like the Michigan area. Are you a Packers fan? Diehard Packers fan. No way, Stephen. <laughs> Diehard Packers fan. Mr. Hayes, no. Yes. I will say that with a smile on my face and not a worry behind me because I am a diehard. You don't want to root for the Lions? They're they're such a great brand. So here's the thing. I don't root against the Lions. Okay. But, you know, if that makes sense. I'm not sitting here watching the Lions and I'll sit there and be like, oh, I, I, I hope you lose today. No, I don't root against the Lions. But I think everybody has this narrative that, you know, you grow up in whatever town, you whatever part of town you grew up in, you got to root for the home team. And for me, that wasn't the case. I was eight years old, saw my first football game, saw Brett Favre play, and been a Packers fan ever since. Man, I'm shocked. All right, so um, now here's more of the final question. We're going to keep it football-related, all right? You are a sports person, so let's end on a sports note. The NFL season, we're in the beginning of it, obviously. Week two just finished up. And I know we love to do this, especially in sports media, is predictions. And let's yes. have it, Stephen. Your predictions for the Super Bowl as of week two right now. And then when the season's over, I'm going to remember this and say, you were wrong, Stephen. But what have okay. you got in the Super Bowl so, and who's winning it? Can I do a real prediction and a fan prediction? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay, so I'll start with my fan prediction. On the fan side of it, my fan prediction would be Packers and Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Um, I, I mean, the beginning of the season, it's only week two just ended. So I'm not really worried about, you know, what's going on with the Packers. Realistically, um, I do feel like Tampa Bay will repeat. Oh. I do. Um, I think it'll be tough for them, but I think they'll repeat on the AFC side. I can never count out Kansas city, but I'm in the air between, t- uh, Buffalo and if Tennessee gets it together, I think Tennessee can make it happen because if you can just push Derrick Henry, if you can run him downhill, no one's stopping him anyway. So I really think that if, if they stay healthy in that aspect, then I, I give them a, a strong chance to be representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. Gotta love the picks. And Stephen, before you go, we'd love to have you tell everyone where we could find Tunnel Vision Sports and all that information. Where can they find you guys? Yes, you can find us on... Facebook at Tunnel Vision Sports, LinkedIn at Tunnel Vision Sports, Instagram underscore TV Sports, Twitter and TikTok underscore TV Sports. The website is tvsportsmag.com. That's T-V-S-P-O-R-T-S-M-A-G.com. You can find everything. We love feedback. We want, as you guys mentioned, we're starting fresh and we're growing. So, you know, we welcome all the feedback. We welcome all the ideas to we want this to be more of a fan and engaged company and want your ideas to come to life. And we want to interact with the fans more. So tvsportsmag.com is where you can find all of our content and sports, everything you can videos, interviews, our YouTube channel, Tunnel Vision Sports. So that's where we are. There it is. CEO of Tunnel Vision Sports, Stephen Hayes, living legend, my <laughs> boss, uh, thank you for coming in on the morning buzz here on WMSC Montclair. Once again, we cannot thank you enough for coming in, Stephen. Appreciate you guys for having me, man. You guys take care. Take care.
All right, guys. What a great interview. I know. Shout out to my man, Steven. He's a really great guy. Um, But before we go into our break, we have some fun uh, movie news related. Any of you guys Disney Plus people? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) That was a very like negative yes. Where it's like, ah, yeah, I am. (laughs) Uh, But positive news. If this is uh, your cup of tea, Shang-Chi. All right. Is it Shang-Chi or Shang-Chi? I think Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. Shang-Chi comes to all Disney Plus subscribers on November 12th. So on Friday, November 12th, the Walt Disney Company will host Disney Plus Day, which will be used as a celebration of the streaming platform. Disney is marking its second anniversary of Disney Plus launch on November 12th with streaming debuts of Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. The service is also set to launch in South Korea, and Taiwan the same day and will eventually reach Hong Kong a few days after on November 16th. Disney Plus Day will also include a look towards the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe as well as, you know, just a slight little small thing called Star Wars and the Jungle Cruise, a Boba Fett's origin special, Home Sweet Home Alone, and a new animated shorts will also be coming to Disney Plus as well part of their disney plus day uh does any of that interest or interest you guys i'm a huge disney fan but i'm not huge into the marvel Mm. universe um a lot of my friends are so i'm sure they'll be very excited but maybe i'll give them give them a look we'll see (laughs) (laughs) i have a a proposition since we are in this happy mood and we're vibing and personally i i have i use my friends don't tell anybody don't tell anybody don't tell anybody uh but i haven't for a while and it's not because i'm not a fiction person or anything like that but it's just some of the movies i will say they have such great and powerful messages that honestly i'm a fan um but that's besides the point since we are in a good mood i think we should sing happy birthday to ali's mom i don't know oh if my she's gosh. Still, still is ali's listen- mom still listening give us a sign call us in <laughs> uh but no we should say happy birthday <clears throat> i'll start all right i don't i don't sound have a great voice but you know we try it wait what ali's ali what's your mom's name her name is Lori. Lori. hey Lori. <laughs> this is for you happy, happy birthday, birthday to you, you. happy birthday to you Happy birthday, dear Lori. Happy birthday to you. Hey, shout out to Mama Lori. Uh, it's her birthday. <laughs> um, I'm not going to ask how she's doing. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it, and I, I was like, oh, I shouldn't ask that. I know. Face. I saw you <laughs> going down, down that path, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to uh, not ask, but I'm going to just put no pointed out that i know you wanted to ask. yeah I, I really did and i was like that's not a good question uh, uh, yeah again we love um mom's birthday we do um when's your mom's birthday my mom's birthday um in november but i wanted to sing happy birthday to her and please okay. don't sound like you just sounded because I think Allie and I, we were doing great, Allie. Uh, I don't know how you... Oh, yeah. We should yes. make a band. I yes. have been yes. taking singing classes for the past 16 years, and my studio Fire debut teacher. album... Yeah, I know, right? Uh, <laughs> what's your mom's name? Oh, my name... Her... her. <laughs> my... Her, uh, 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 what is her name? 
Mom. That's that's her name. Mom. mom. Yes, refer to her as mom. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna shout out my mom since that's what we're doing on today's show. Shout out to my mom, Lily. Oh. Or should I say Ileana? Yeah, that's right. I know your real name, and her birthday <laughs> is January twentieth. I'm dying. Why? Why does she have two names? Huh? Why does she? Well, it's she just Lily, names? short for Ileana. Mm, I guess it's like my my mom calls me Zaya. That's not my actual name. Next yeah. question. We're not gonna talk about your name because well, uh, my name is an enigma. It's just the most. You know how I feel about possible. your name, so we're not gonna we're not do that. Where's my nickname, Crystal? Um, Allie is gonna help me later come up with your nickname. Uh, it's just never gonna happen. Um, because I've had some ideas, but I I don't yeah. think you're gonna like them. Mm-hmm. So sure, we're gonna leave it at that. All right. Well, they're not appropriate for the ear either. So. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna call me some racial slurs? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Real it, real it. Anyways, back to Disney Plus. Um, Sean Chi, I heard great reviews about it, but then there's also this podcast I listened to that absolutely roasted it. So I have no clue what to think about. Have you guys seen the movie? I have not. Oh, you guys aren't really Marvel fans, right? Crystal, are you a Marvel what's, fan? what's Marvel? Marvel, it's like these, <laughs> like, it's like these superheroes and like they battle each other. Wow, your voice just got like <laughs> super like this. I just love Marvel, dude. I see that. Marvel's got like real cinema and it's just amazing. Wow, what a nerd. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what a nerd. Uh, Marvel's but- cool though. It's got a couple things that I'm like, okay, I don't mind Marvel. I don't have no hate towards it. Mm, crickets. Do you not crickets. like? Do you Marvel? see? Do you hear the silence in the room? I feel like this is just the wrong crowd for this article. <laughs> but uh, my former co-host Cam would have been all down for this. I, you're just not notice kidding. again how there's cr- how there's crickets. It's really crickets. awkward, guys. It's so awkward that I'm gonna put it into a break here on the morning <laughs> buzz. Uh, later on, we're gonna have another interview with a doctor. This time, uh, stay tuned for that. <laughs> <laughs> we are available on all podcast streaming platforms spotify <laughs> apple Podcasts, you know the deal wmsc upper montclair youtube facebook live uh anyways we'll be back uh shortly uh we're gonna play a song as well bye Okay, kids, dad's gonna teach you how to dance. First, spread your feet apart, then approach your knee. Dance like a dad. It's a great way to make a moment with your kids. Visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. What? Looking for the real MSU Red Hawks experience all year long? Look no further. WMSC has all your Red Hawks information. Ranging from live play-by-plays, news updates, recaps, and more. Never miss out on the Red Hawks with 90.3 WMSC. Let's go Red Hawks. Hey. You're listening to 90.3 WMSC, Upper Montclair, where music stays cool.
cooler than a dog on a skateboard. Okay, I take that back. But oh, he's doing the, we're still he's doing pretty cool. Doctor Goldfarb. Well, he said in the chat, he's like, feel free to like, don't worry about it. It's from a white male perspective. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to... The morning buzz, and this is the Wednesday edition, of course, and, you know, new cast, uh, somewhat, as Tommy is here, we will hear from him later on as we have fixed the things on the back end, uh, we're not going to talk about what happened in the first hour, but we have our new newscaster, Ali, in as well, Crystal, my favorite co-host I've ever had. On the morning buzz. I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna cry. You Let's know. look at here. I'm just in a happy <laughs> mood because of Hispanic Heritage Month, you know? Uh, <laughs> Is that the only reason why you're saying I'm your favorite? Co-host? Yeah. Other than wow. that, then I feel like eh, it's kind of up for debate. But uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, Allie, here's your second opportunity. We've sang to your mom. Yes. We <laughs> was her away. Out. And now here's the floor again for you. All right. Hello to those who have been listening, to those who are just tuning in. My name is Ali Arario, and I'm coming at you from the WMSC radio station in Upper Montclair. Now to get into some news, on Tuesday, the FBI posted a national statement and announced that the remains of Gabby Petito have been discovered and identified. Her remains were found at a campground in Bridger Teton National Forest, and authorities are fairly certain that the cause of her death was homicide. My thoughts go out to her and her family, and I really hope they receive some answers soon. Now for some statewide news, the devious lick challenge that has been sweeping the nation has finally made its way into New Jersey. For those of you who don't know, A devious lick is when students steal a form of school property and post a TikTok or post a video about what they stole. On Friday at the Halladen Public School, a student stole part of a toilet that was worth $400. So parents, if your child comes home with a part of a toilet or bathroom stall, chances are they just completed a devious lick. Now for some campus news and on a more positive note, this Friday night, the Student Center will be hosting a Red Hawk night. The event will take place from 9 o'clock p.m. until midnight in the Student Center and will be filled with lots of exciting activities that you do not want to miss out on. So I hope to see you there. And now on to the weather. On this lovely Wednesday, we are looking at a high of 80 degrees Fahrenheit and a low of 72 degrees. And you can expect some showers in the afternoon and the evening time. So thank you. And I'll bring Ali, it back to you. I just must say, I just love how you give us the news. It you <laughs> make fun. it, yes, you yeah. she makes it not sound so like mm-hmm. sad and like because news sometimes can sound a little bit like sad or like serious. Mm-hmm. You just 
give me in a good mood. Like I'm ready to go for my day. I know. Lovely Wednesday. I'm ready for it. But I will say before we give Tommy the floor, Tommy, make sure your camera's on. Um, I will say this devious lick thing is wild. Yes. I was just what thinking that. World? Yes. Like who, first of all, whoever named this did a terrible job. I know. Because mm-hmm. what is it called again, Ellie? Devious lick. Devious lick. If someone is licking something, I'm going to assume <laughs> that they're licking something. And so honestly, when I first saw it or when I first heard of it, I thought they were like licking something in the bathroom. And then I was even more disappointed in the, in like our <laughs> society and specifically the students, because I'm like, you're in, you're going into bathrooms licking stuff and then i kind of got that it wasn't uh actual you licking stuff you're actually just destroying school property and then just taking a souvenir with you mm-hmm. uh but nonetheless still very not a good look on you no, <laughs> not a good look on, the, on this generation <laughs> absolutely not supposedly it started with a student that needed a mask and stole a mask from a teacher i don't know how true oh, that is. oh watch Lord. out they're stealing masks. That, that's what i saw and then it turned into stealing toilet parts a whole so. toilet i saw someone using the bathroom someone stole a shoe like as shoe? he was in the bathroom yeah someone oh went God. under the stall ripped out the shoe and left that's very first of all if, if anybody ever goes into the stall or tries to go into the stall or tries to stay oh, around on me site, he's uh, not even on site i'm i'm grabbing some never mind i take it oh, no, no. No. use your imagination, use your imagination. Yeah. uh tommy we got sports uh here's your time to shine tommy tell us finally yes <laughs> <laughs> and i i think that's a good way to start it off <laughs> Oh, boy, I do apologize for that. All right, anyway, enough of that. So let's try this again. So in the MLB, the Mets lost to the Boston Red Sox last night by a score of 6-3. The Mets and the Red Sox continue their series tonight at 7-10 p.m. The Yankees beat the Texas Rangers last night by a score of 7-1. Yankees and Rangers continue their series tonight at 7-5 p.m. The Phillies beat the Baltimore Orioles last night by a score of 3-2. The Phillies and Orioles continue their series tonight at 7-5 p.m. In the NFL, Houston Texans rookie quarterback Davis Mills will start against the Carolina Panthers as Tyrod Taylor is placed on IR. As injuries grow for the Pittsburgh Steelers, quarterback Ben Roethlisberger is dealing with a pectoral issue injury. In the NBA, former guard of the 2011 pick of the 2006 draft, J.J. Redick has announced his retirement from the NBA after 15 seasons. In the NHL, the Minnesota Wild have agreed to sign Curly Crap, uh, Cap, Kaprizov on a five-year contract worth $45 million dollars through the 2025-26 season. Hall of Famer broadcaster Jim Houston announced yesterday he will be retiring from broadcasting after 42 years. And going on to my first sports, there are two games happening today. Field hockey plays Fairleigh Dickinson University Floorham at 7 o'clock p.m. and the men's soccer hosts Keystone College at 7 o'clock p.m. That's all I have for sports today. Hey, Tommy, thank you for the sports cast. But I will say because you didn't get to do the first one, I'm going to give you a little bit more time to talk, all right? I asked Steven this question. Now I pose it to you. It's week two, over and done with. What are your way too early Super Bowl predictions for the year? You know what, that I really can't really think of that right now because generally <laughs> oh, I don't make Tommy. picks till towards the end. All right, you want my predictions? Yes. Time for it- some, prepare for some jinxing probably. Uh, okay, this is going to be a hard one. I think I'm going to go with the, fine, Bucks and Bills. Bucks and Bills, bold. All right, you're you're a fan of Josh Allen and company, huh? Well, I am a Miami Dolphins fan, so at least you're a Dolphins fan, Tommy. 
my dad is so i just awesome. assumed you were you come across as like a jets fan to me actually a giants and dolphins oh uh, okay i knew there had to be a new york there and somewhere all right, I like the predictions, Tommy. We'll see if it's true. We're going to remember who you said in week two of the NFL season and sometime in February or January. Another possible matchup, Packers at Chiefs. Okay, taking one from Steven's book. All right. Um, thank you, Tommy, <laughs> for the sportscast and the predictions. Uh, we can't thank you enough. We are going to move on now uh, to another story, guys. Who here has got an iPhone? I do. Crickets. Oh, Crystal, I because know you we, have an iPhone. Yes, because you know the answer to this. I know, but the viewers, what if they're just tuning on? They dialed it up. They're like, oh, what is this 90.3? Isaiah, I think you mean listeners and not viewers. Thank oh. you. <laughs> Unless you're talking about Facebook. But even then, come on, get it together. Unacceptable! Right, sorry. Um, I take back what I said. Listeners. Isis, what was that? What is what, Tommy? The sound effect you just played that? <laughs> no, that was your, you pressed it on YouTube. Uh, anyways, we're going in. Okay. So, uh, I'm kidding. It was a sound effect on me. We're going into iOS 15. That's what I thought. It's here. And this is everything you need to know about Apple's latest update. So iOS 15 is compatible with the iPhone 6S and every model that was released thereafter. Live text is a brand new feature using optical character recognition known as OCR technology that enables the camera app to interpret handwriting, which is great for people that don't like taking notes in class. Uh, focus mode allows you to customize which notifications you receive when you are at work and which notifications you receive in your downtime. You can use this setting to filter which apps and contacts you hear from during certain times of the day. FaceTime has received some new features as well iPhone users are now able to schedule calls or share meeting invites with their Android and Windows contacts. FaceTime will also benefit from a new microphone mode that eliminates background noise, a spatial audio setting that makes callers' voices sound like they are coming from the direction in which they're positioned on the screen, and a video portrait mode as well. Oh, and screen sharing is on the way. Lastly, Apple Maps gets an improved level of detail to the view and 3D landmarks are now included on Maps and upgrades on the back end to make driving with Maps just a little bit easier. Have you guys updated your phones? I have not yet. Come on. Crystal, you updated it? I have not. What are you guys doing? Have you? I've updated my phone. And my life has changed so much. (laughs) I feel Uh, like you're being sarcastic. Honestly... There's, it just looks slightly different. Like most kind of Apple things. I feel like they change <laughs> it enough where it's like, oh, that's cool. But it's not like life-changing in any way at all. Mm. I will say though, I think it's kind of interesting the whole FaceTime and being able to schedule mm-hmm. appointments. I mean, calls or meetings. I think it's super, super cool. And I definitely feel like it's going to give Zoom their run for their money. And I say this because, well, technically right now, for the most part we use zoom yeah and to do these you know schedule meetings and schedule calls so how crazy is that now you can just do it from your phone isn't that great or from your laptop Mm -hmm. but i also wonder though um for facetime are you going to be able to record like you are for zoom now i feel like that's the one thing that's probably holding back that from really taking over uh that was a good question and i'm so intrigued very oh but uh, according yeah but you can't use screen share as well according to this it says that 
you are going to be this well no 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 not that you can but it that it's on the way yeah so like you can share like a, you guys can watch like a youtube video together like, at the same time so that's pretty cool oh yeah, yeah. now you can have like little dates yeah yeah and, i thought like, that was like on, a cool little feature on netflix i think you can you can do it with like youtube videos and then i think it's only for apple music that where you can listen to music together that way as well Oh. Uh, I don't know if Spotify will eventually be able to. Add this is that. why Apple Music is better than Spotify. So okay, like, let's relax here. Yikes. Okay, that's whoa, not whoa, even true. Ellie, at all. we are on, we are on the same team. Nah. Well, at least we thought. I really am nah. a Spotify. It's Spotify user. student discount, Hulu, everything you need. How much do you pay for Spotify? Nine ninety nine a month. Um, excuse me. Or seven ninety nine a month for Apple Apple Music. We pay five four ninety nine. Do you get Hulu? Do you get Hulu? Next question. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I don't, but I, I use my, <clears throat> my friends. Uh, don't tell anybody. No one needs to know. Uh, but guys, we have a very exciting moment here. Another interview for the morning buzz today. So we are going to jump right. It is Hispanic Heritage Month. And to talk about this, we are joined by Montclair State's Associate Provost for Hispanic Initiatives and International Program, Dr. Katya Paz Goldfarb. Welcome to the show. Muchisimas gracias. Oh, I love the energy she's bringing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, let's do it right. Yes. Okay. I love it. How are you today? I'm okay, but I have to say this is early. I'm impressed. All of you are really awake. Yeah. I know. And you okay. know, and you know the craziest part? What? That, we're, that Isaiah and I are Hispanic. And you know we don't do early. This yeah. is not culturally <laughs> no. appropriate. I no. know. Okay. But for you, absolutely I'm here. <laughs> oh God. Isaiah, kick us out with the first question. We are gonna get started here. And so obviously, me and Crystal. We are very proud of our Hispanic heritage, but for those who are not of Hispanic descent or anything like that, could you briefly explain what exactly Hispanic Heritage Month is about and how they can celebrate along with us? Well, this is a great question because you, I think you're absolutely true, uh, right in terms of not everybody knowing. You know, you usually hear about this in the schools, right? A month for this, a month for that, a month for the other thing. So from September 15th through September, uh, through, through October 15th, we celebrate the Hispanics uh, Latinx Heritage Month. And it's a moment to think, to learn, to understand, to read, to listen to the many, many, many pieces that the Latino community has given to the country and how we are a, an intrinsic part of this country. And people can celebrate with us in many, many different ways, right? They can read, they can salsa dance, which would be my preferred yeah. way to celebrate. <laughs> and uh, they can uh, try to find out people who have been here for so long that have been in the United States for many generations that are considered Latinos, but they were here for three, four, five or more generations in different parts of the country. Latinos are quite a heterogeneous group, and we are everywhere in our society. And uh, tell us, why would you say, so I think Isaiah and I, and I, I think I speak for Isaiah when I say that we, we know how important this month is, right? And I think it's important to celebrate us 
every single day. I agree. Uh, but specifically this month for like our allies and people who just want to be more informed, why is it important for them to specifically celebrate this month or celebrate with us during this time? Well, because I think that most of, of what we have been doing or we are in our society, a lot of the time separates us instead of unite us. So I think it's a moment to also find out our similarities and our wantings, our commitments, our a place in the society and not think about us, which is a lot of the time what happens is that they think about us as the immigrants, okay? The ones that came here. For the, the help. Ex oh, well, yes, you know, where is the majority of our the work that is done? We see it with the pandemic, right? Mm -hmm. who was most affected, mm -hmm. in what type of jobs they were affected. And that is why also it is so important to have it at the university level. If we really talk about it here, it is because you need to be here. Our communities need to come to, to school. They need to go to college. We have a lot of first generation students. They are the first one in their families. And we know how uplifting that is not only for your family, but for the whole community, when people start getting their college education and they get in their professions and they start being in every single aspect of our society. I love that. I love that. And just kind of mentioning how, you know, you're saying that we're always kind of like the help and just like like immigrants and stuff. I just want to share a really quick story so, so that you, so I'm an intern, right? And I work in this, and I work in an office of fancy, fancy elevators, fancy everything. And this happened like last week was my first week and I went to the cafeteria and the people who are serving the food are people of yeah. color. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to say they're immigrants, but I'm, I'm pretty sure they immigrated here. And everybody else who is buying the food <laughs> is white. And I was literally the only brown person. And it was one of those moments where it was very like, oh my God, <laughs> like yeah. I felt so accomplished because now we get to have some representation on the other side. And it honestly, like this month, I love this month and I, I'm proud to be Hispanic every single day of my life, but specifically this month, it's just, there's so much emotion and kind of what we were saying that uh, many students are first generation college students like myself. Mm -hmm. So this month, I love it. I love this interview so far. I just kick us off with the next question. All right. <laughs> um, you know, so as a Hispanic person, obviously I've spent a lot of time in my life dealing with prejudices, racism, especially because I went to a school in a predominantly white neighborhood. So I've heard a lot of wild things thrown my way and it is crazy to have that happen and it's still going on today. So for once, it's great to have like a whole month celebration, whether it's for Puerto Ricans, Mexicans, all of us, it doesn't matter. Uh, what do you think it personally means for, for those communities to have this whole month? Well, I think it is to be seen. I think it's the main piece. It is almost like you stop the clock for a second, for a month, and you are being seen. You are being seen as a human being. Uh, people are talking about uh, what we have given to the society, what we, the work that we do, the commitments, the values, our families, all of that is, I think, really, really, honestly, it is, we are being seen. And I think that's the most important piece. So you're the associate provost for Hispanic initiatives and international programs. Does this area work directly with Hispanic students? Like, tell us a little bit about that. It is. Uh, I 
they I'm the inaugural person in mm -hmm. this position. So the position never existed before. Uh, I took it in March of 2018. So it's fairly new. It has quite a few years, but it's fairly new. The, the intention of the position and the intention of my work it is to oversee at the institutional level issues that are mostly in the academic affair part of it, curriculum, classes, faculty, services, advising, uh, all those kinds of uh, pieces uh, that are part of the academic services that we should provide you all, all the students, and, uh, and also find spaces to grow and bring resources to the university for you. So it is the, there is all of the combinations. So for example, the different programs uh, that we have for the community, for example. So every single year, and this was this summer, this past summer was the fifth year that we have done the Hispanic Student College Institute, which is a free three days, two nights residential program for raising juniors and seniors in high school that have self-identified as Hispanics or Latinx. So what I see this job is all of that. It is serving you as a student, serving the faculty that is here, serving the staff that is here, but also serving the community so we can open the access to college for our own communities. I love that. Uh, so I know that the first day of Hispanic Heritage Month, they had a flag rising ceremony. And unfortunately, I was not able to participate, but I did see pictures and I loved it. <laughs> what other, is there any other uh, activities, programs happening this month that either Hispanic students themselves or other allies can uh, perhaps participate and just kind of get to know that our, a little bit more of our culture? Oh, yes, we do have many. So uh, I will start with the last one because I think it's the fun one, oh. okay? <laughs> or at least the most fun. I'm sorry, I'm sorry for the people that are listening to me and they have also events. But the last one is October 13th and we are taking over the campus with a block party and there's going to be music and food and demonstrations and uh, tables of uh, different resources and uh, just to have a celebration um, that is partly to celebrate that we have been a Hispanic serving institution for five years. Mm -hmm. uh, this is our fifth year. We got it, the, the federal designation in 2016. So that one I'm looking forward because I don't think we have had that to really blast our music around, which I think is another part, it's a, such an <laughs> important part of our culture and it serves us to celebrate. And then we have a couple of others uh, activities and events. One that I'm really, really very happy to be able to bring is for the first time, the Valley National Bank is having a webinar on internships and um, early, early entry, entry jobs at Valley Bank. Uh, they really are trying very hard to work with all of us, with the communities. So I think that that is great. We have another ones that are a book, uh, a presentation on research of Dr. Maria Cioe Peña. Uh, she is a, a Latina faculty in the Educational Foundations uh, Department, and she wrote a book about being bilingual and special needs in uh, early childhood. Uh, that is a, also a very important one. There is also, an, um, and you can find all of these are everywhere uh, 
in the calendars that you uh, that you have access. We have another uh, Google. Google is having also a webinar for uh, internships also um, for uh, Latino students. And what else do we have? I, I know there's a lot, a lot of uh, yes. activities. I did see them on Engage. Yes. It's always a good way to yes. find out about the activities. Yes. And also Montclair sends out a weekly uh, email just kind of saying and letting students know about all the events happening on Montclair. This week, actually, it's uh, Commuters Week. So yay, Isaiah, happy yeah. Commuters Week to you and happy I. Week. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so definitely uh, with all those activities, I'm honestly so excited for the last, uh, well, I'm excited for all of them, right? It's great opportunities for people to network and just learn a little bit about like opportunities that may be available to them uh but i absolutely love the last event where there's like food and music <laughs> i am gonna <laughs> i'm gonna go ready with an appetite i'm gonna stretch a little so i can get my dancing skills mm -hmm. on the floor mm -hmm. i'm ready is you're gonna go yeah uh we'll see if it aligns oh you know what's crazy though on october 8th i have to get a wisdom tooth removed Ooh. so i don't even think i'm gonna be able to enjoy any of the food that's sad Ooh, it's okay cut it really small yeah okay. <laughs> just cut a really small and yeah. then two on the right side of yeah. my mouth i have to try it <laughs> okay so i have a question as well and we mentioned it earlier obviously with food uh that is one of my favorite things about hispanic culture is the food yeah i love the food and would you like to go into detail on some of your favorite kind of hispanic cuisine that maybe people should try of course. Yes. Uh, oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. As long as I'm not cooking and somebody else is cooking, don't, right. don't yeah. tell anybody. That's a secret. Okay. Um, well, one of my favorite, favorite uh dishes is the um, pabellón criollo. Pabellón criollo is a Venezuelan dish, but it is you find it in other uh countries too. Uh, ropa vieja, hmm. cubana. Yes. Uh, it is very similar. The taste, the, the flavors are very similar. It's shredded uh, beef uh, with the sauce and arroz blanco, white rice, because, you know, it, uh, but, but, you know, the kind of sticky white rice, there yeah. is a difference mm -hmm. here, okay? The, the Hispanic one. Uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> okay, there is a difference, difference. And then uh, you serve it with maduros or platano frito, which is absolutely another one, or tostones, which mm -hmm. is also the platano, but in the green version of the, <laughs> of the maduros. And, uh, that, and, and, and people who like the black beans, they eat it. I particularly don't like them, but you know, no. I'm so sorry. The I, black beans? Listen, I'm almost perfect. I'm almost, just not that almost. perfect, okay? <laughs> uh, but that would be my, my preferred one if I can choose. And actually I'm choosing that for my birthday uh, uh, meal. Uh, so they are cooking it. Uh, the family is cooking that one. I really, really like that. But also, it's interesting because I was born in Chile and raised in Venezuela. So when I that is more a Venezuelan Caribbean type of dish. Uh, in Chile, for me, it's like empanadas. Uh, mm -hmm. That it is absolutely. I love it. And a specific, you know. And this is going to sound really weird, but it's a fish, a congrio, congrio frito. And which is a very specific fish from the cold waters uh, from Chile that you really don't find it very often. So those are the kinds of things that la añoranza, that you want to eat them, that you want to, to have them because they, you know, you grew up with those uh, dishes. So those are 
my preferred pieces. And I have more, of course. <laughs> I love that. Alfajores, I love... alfajores. Oh. oh, my goodness. Alfa... Those I can bake. I'm starving One of right these now. days. One of these days. Yes. I I'm making a list because some of these dishes I have not had. Oh. But definitely, definitely sound. Arepas. Like I... Arepas. But you, then you have the Colombian arepas and then you have the Venezuelan arepas. So you have to make a decision, okay? Uh, or you can have both. I love Colombian Sign arepas. Sign me up for both. They yes. are amazing, right? Yes. And it's funny because we were just talking with Ali, who is our, our news contributor about like Italian dishes and stuff uh. like that. Honestly, just the whole conversation of food, whether it's Hispanic or Italian or whatever, wherever food is just the key to the heart. And personally, my favorite meal, well, not it's one of them. There's wow. so, so many uh, great dishes is um, Tallerin Verde. It's like uh -huh, a Peruvian uh -huh. dish. Uh, it's like some green spaghetti. Yeah. It's delicious. And they usually serve it with like either shrimp or steak or chicken. But honestly, 10 out of 10. And I highly recommend it to all of our listeners. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Isaiah, what is your favorite dish? Oh, I, one of my favorite, it's a Christmas thing that we normally make is for Puerto Ricans is pasteles. Mm. Oh, no, no, no. It's, it's better than tamales. I will say all right now. Okay. I will own that forever. I wear it on my sleeve. I love it. You just have, okay. You haven't had a good one. Okay. I'm not taking sides. No, 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 doctor. Uh, has gold for him. You have to be our our no, our no, deal no. breaker. No, 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 no. Meaning, I well, maybe we need to try them. Exactly. So I will make it. I'll make it and try them. It's almost that time of the year. I uh -huh. have to make like 84 of them and put it in the freezer. Well, you know, you need to practice, so you can start practicing from yeah. now to December. Right. We're we're gonna bring you back on, and it's gonna be a taste test. A, taste, sure. a tasting show. I'll be here. Uh, but I have a question. So what, what, is there any books or movies or shows that maybe, for example, I know I, my, one of my favorite, favorite movies of all time that I think really speaks on the, on the Hispanic experience or more specifically the Mexican experience. I myself am yeah. Mexican. So obviously I align with that more. It's uh, Bajo la Misma Luna, which is like mm -hmm. a great movie uh, that talks just about like uh, immigration and just how, hard and difficult uh it is for when you're crossing the border and all these other things uh what would you is there any show or movie that you perhaps recommend for our listeners well there is one that i watch it quite often uh i think that i know the uh it, by memory uh, you know they start talking and when you start talking with them it's because you have watched it too many times already <laughs> but it is a great movie it's a little bit older movie it is uh a Las mujeres verdaderas tienen curvas. Real women have curves. And uh, I really, really think uh, it is a great movie it's with America. America, oh, what's her last name? The actress. And uh, it's an excellent movie because that one uh, shows a couple of things that we you know, that we need to talk about it also in our communities, right? It talks a little bit of the sexism, it talks a little bit of uh, how the families uh, should support uh, going to college and how difficult it is when you are the first one going to college. And that's probably another of the issues why that movie is close to my heart because this is my job, right? I'm in academia, this is what I like, this is what I want to do. And it has other kinds of, uh, uh, really, really good points, really clear the relationship with the mother, the relationship with the father, the, uh, the relationship with uh, 
feeling intelligent or not feeling intelligent, you know, the, the imposter syndrome kind of things. Uh, it is a really, 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 really good movie. And it doesn't lose the, um, uh, the humor behind all of these really, really difficult pieces. Mm -hmm. And I think it talks about something that, you know, as, as, as females, we, you know, it is something that society has put such a burden into, you know, how do you look and what it means to look one way or look another way mm -hmm. uh, beyond the color. It is the body shape, the weight, the, all of that. So it is a very complex movie done in a very light way, but bringing many, many issues that are very important. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's America Ferreira. Yes. I Googled it. I Googled it because I had to know who you were talking uh, yes, about. Yes. And I am so excited. I'm going to put it on my list of Good. movies and or, and to, to watch because I, I definitely uh, am intrigued and I love it. And yeah, that is all of our questions. That am I right? It. Thank you so, 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 so much for coming in on the Morning Buzz. We cannot thank you enough for not only coming in on the show, but what you are doing for not only me and Crystal, but the whole Hispanic community at this university. And, you know, it was a pleasure having you. And we can't wait to have you on the show again because we are going to have to do the taste test. Yes, I'm absolutely. Mi placer. Muchísimas gracias por haberme invitado. Thank you, you so time. much. Thank you. And with that being said, we are going to what? Let's take a break. We are going to take a break, guys. And we'll be right back here on the Morning Buzz. And we'll be back shortly. You're listening to 90.3 WMSC, Upper Montclair, New Jersey. The voice of Montclair State University. All snap. Guess who's back? It is the one and only WMSC Montclair. It's the morning buzz here yet again. It is me, Crystal and Allie holding it down it's 8 34 p.m and we're gonna get p.m p.m why do i always say p.m <laughs> Isaiah, I, it's, I, this is the problem about getting up at five in the morning i can do the mm -hmm. drive i can you know i could somewhat get the the board together hit or miss so, but i really somewhat, somewhat, i'm so happy you know somewhat uh i really need the coffee in the morning but i didn't make it uh, instead i have a probably deflated topo chico in my little cup i don't um, know what that is you don't know what the, okay this okay let us on. know let us know let us know this is my favorite drink right now it's a carbonated water pretty like carbonated mineral water and it's so good that's it it's just really good <laughs> i thought he's gonna <laughs> give us like a full-on description you know well it's, that's the thing it's not well, much of better a taste. it's just like it's like a what is it the prier or whatever what is the one in the green can oh perrier or whatever yeah i don't know Next it's like question. that but it's actually good um really i would I, recommend it actually i kind of I don't like it. that i feel like and i know it's soda is terrible for you but if i'm gonna have something that's like carbonated ha please have it be soda not like some uh, flavored uh, water well you can add some juice in it too maybe like, like a splash of cranberry juice uh you don't like cranberry juice crickets <laughs> that is all i'm not Oh, no, what? no, I love cranberry juice. Then what's the deal? No, no. Let me put all of our listeners and let me put everyone or the ADJs, uh, Ali, our newscaster, and Isaiah's on. And you know what is the best thing? Cran apple. Dude, I nib I've been on about that. Okay. okay Cran apple? Are you kidding? That's not something new. But it First of all, I never said it was new. I said, I'm going to put you on. If you already know Isaiah, that's good for you. Good for you. 
but no and the thing is no pineapple is one of my favorites i was actually put on by my friend and before i move on to the next story can i just say that malamars are on it's they're in walmart and i'm gonna go go get some what is malamars oh my god ideas oh is that the little is that the marshmallow yeah it's like this elliot i thought you would know i thought you would join me on this wow that's not good so malamars are basically this cookie that only uh kind of rolls out during the fall uh, during the fall season and it's basically like a cookie and it has the marshmallow and they're like dipped in chocolate and honestly Ugh. they're delicious like Disgusting. 10 out of 10 it's I would try it. <laughs> what are you talking about they sell them at walmart don't you work at walmart no shop right no walmart i work at walmart man uh, throw out the w's right now you feel me uh, <laughs> oh my god but it's happening it's, it's a gang territory <laughs> oh, uh, whoa. hey, hey. Whoa. Crystal, bus shortage, right? <laughs> yes, a bus shortage has 11th graders using a party bus with stripper poles. Yes, you heard right. Yeah. Stripper poles. A lucky group of Boston students ended up taking a party bus equipped with a stripper pole and neon lights to a field trip last week due to the nationwide school bus driver shortage. Due to the COVID-19 pandemic, bus drivers are incredibly hard to find these days. After the original bus to shuttle the kids fell through, the school wanted to fi- wanted the field trip to continue anyway, and the party bus was the only option. Jim Myers, an 11th grade AP language and composition teacher at the Brook Charter School in Boston, said, quote, It is a funny story, but there actually is a real bus shortage, and it speaks to the major flaws in our education system. This is no way... Uh, is a reflection of anyone involved in planning the trip. We are trying to have a fun day with the kids, and that's exactly what happened. Meyer said, added that the kids didn't really care about the bus, but the entire day was a phenomenal experience. Thanks to a lot of great people, he said. I think if I if you were if I was like a 13-year-old and you got mm-hmm. me into a bus with stripper poles, yeah. I don't want to say I'm gonna get up and dance with the stripper poles, but I think someone's got to it's i think as like a like a young person that like mm-hmm. like um i wanted to say something in spanish but like some like something just gets into you that just, you just want to like go and do it and just like get up and just be like a little silly yeah you know? here's the thing i i feel like this teacher is lying by saying the kids didn't really care about the bus yeah and the most annoying part I'm about trying to this- say face yeah, I know. It's like they knew exactly what was going on there. Um, but the thing that annoyed me though is that like the teacher had tweeted like pictures and stuff out, but now they're deleted. So I don't even know what it actually looked uh... like. Yeah. So that's the saddest part because I went to go click on the link last night as I'm doing this stuff, and I'm like, what do you mean? Like it's not loading. And then it said it's deleted. So like my mom would on. say, Yes, salió el painted, meaning that the uh, how'd you put it in English that basically that the thing that they don't want you to know came out and it's like ooh mm. awkward but no really did they actually delete the pictures yeah I'm sure you could probably find some pictures on the internet if yeah you I'm sure me. it's somewhere but from his account no yep yeah but strip they were probably he was probably asked to take them down by administration or something you think he owned the bus and again this is just us speculating we don't hopefully really know. not <laughs> what if he's got like a side business or something I mean, uh, the kids got to make the most of it, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> Here's my other thing. How did no kid record this either? No, they that definitely do. But, like, where is it? How do we not have more video? 
It's probably on TikTok. It's gotta be, but how has it not popped up yet? You know, that should be a viral video in the making. Hmm. No, maybe it'll 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 show up on your for you page eventually. After well, my for you page. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Ali, do you like TikTok? I do. Do you? Are you like a TikTok creator? Or oh like- no. Yeah, I just like just watch them. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, there's some that just really crack me yeah. up. Like that just honestly make me laugh. And it's the funniest things. Like right now, well, again, you know me and my heritage and being Mexican. Right now, there's this sound that is being like super, super overused. And like it's like it blew up. It's basically it's like no i haven't seen it here's the thing about tiktok uh for me caters for you no i'm convinced that tick someone is using my tiktok account because it's giving me videos about like music producer tips i'm like i am not a music producer at all and i've never claimed to be but then they're also putting me on like indian tiktok where a lot of my videos are like in, <laughs> the from way the, you said it <laughs> from like an indian's perspective of life so it'd be like brown people problem but like from the indians like i don't i relate to any of this so this is all like news to me uh so i think they need to really change my for you page at some point maybe you just don't use it as often and maybe but that's why... for a while it was getting all the things it had comedy food that's all i asked for really now i'm getting music uh references i don't understand and it's just very confusing maybe it picked up on you being the 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 assistant morning breast producer did i get your title right is that my title i don't know i put it on my linkedin (laughs) (laughs) crickets notice how no one said anything oh my god uh isaiah you're on linkedin uh i have to be on linkedin to like apply for things okay you didn't answer my question it was a yes or no answer oh uh (laughs) yeah i'm on linkedin (laughs) I'm gonna I'm gonna connect with you, Isaiah. Oh, let's connect. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know why. Well, for me, there isn't, but I know for a lot of my friends, there's like this like stigma where it's like, oh my god, you're on LinkedIn. Like why? Ugh. That's like what? Honestly, I don't know why, but I know every single time I'm like, oh, connect with me on LinkedIn. It's like it's they think it's funny. Like, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm being serious. Like, connect with me on LinkedIn. And I think that sometimes some of my friends or in people that I know don't really like know that there's like a professional crystal where like yeah. I'm very like serious about my career and like what I do and stuff like that. And then there's like fun crystal, like I'm all for a good time but there's like a balance you know and so i don't know every single time i tell my friends like oh, connect with me on linkedin it's like I feel, like they laugh and it's not like okay and i think it's just because we're young obviously but linkedin is i don't want to say like a, it is a social what you consider it it's a kind media? of In some a way, people yeah. there's an option for professional it. social media like you mm-hmm. can turn like your like influencer page on so like where people will see i'm like, like that's the first time hearing of this well I, I have to do a lot of like editing to my thing because oh. I didn't have like any information about what I was other okay. than just like my name. Uh, but yeah, so you have that option to use it more as social media. I, for one, just use it to apply to things. Um, I don't really look at like my feed on LinkedIn often mm. uh, because, you know, LinkedIn gives me the opportunity to pay my bills and that's all I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to pay my bills. Um, I agree. And can I just say that if anybody on air, I mean, our listeners want to connect with me, you can just find me Crystal Santos on LinkedIn. Let's connect. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm saying let's that. Connect. Let's connect. And I'm saying that because our morning bus producer, Kenny, said, Crystal, I just sent you a connection request. Hit me up. 
First of all, Kenny, if you talk, if you telling me to hit Kenny you up, Horn. Kenny Horn, Kenny yes. Horn, Kenny on Horn on LinkedIn. Wow, the producer of the Morning Buzz. <laughs> he can take you out to a pizza date or get some samples at a Costco. Oh yes, yes. Yep. Ali, I have a question. Do you have a LinkedIn? I do not, but I'm sure eventually I will wind up getting one. Yes, you have to. Then once you do, you can connect with Isaiah mm-hmm. and I. Connect with us. And maybe, perhaps, possibly Kenny. Mm. Eh. Yeah. Eh. You could probably skip eh. out on Kenny. Yeah, <laughs> most definitely. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to change stories. We've talked about stripper poles, COVID, and so many other things. But now we're going to talk about a man. Charged with felony under three strikes law after police say he underpaid for a Mountain Dew. Joseph <laughs> Sobolowski uh, stopped at a convenience store that had a promotion where two 20-ounce Mountain Dew bottles cost $3. He grabbed one, butter, one bottle and put $2 on the counter of the store and left. But one bottle cost $2.29 plus tax, not the expected $1.50. Police and store workers said he underpaid by a total of 43 cents. Store employees called police who found Sobolowski and charged him with a felony. He was sent to jail on a $50,000 cash-only bond, facing up to seven years in prison. Sobolowski was being charged under Pennsylvania's three-strike law for retail theft. Pennsylvania law says the first charge, if the item stolen is less than $150 value, is a summary offense. A second charge is bumped up to a misdemeanor. A third, no matter the value of the item taken, is a third-degree felony. He was convicted more than a decade ago or a decade ago, for pumping gas without paying. He was also arrested and sentenced for stealing shoes from a Kmart. The shoes cost $39.99. He paid $866 in fines and fees and was sentenced to three months in jail for a probation violation bars uh he and his wife were arrested for putting craft supplies in their backpack at a hobby lobby underpaying for the soda is sablowski's fourth strike what in the world uh okay so before i knew his record and how he's done this before i was actually going to say it and i'm and let me just say that i am not proud of this but it has happened. So when I used to work at Walgreens, some people would do that. Like they would just be in a hurry mm-hmm. and they would just like, like take something and just leave like $2. And let's say like they didn't calculate the tax or that it would be a little bit over $2 and they would just walk out. So before I could even say anything or do anything, they're already out the door. And so now I would be sure on, on the money that I'm supposed to have. But again, that's a different situation because that is just by mistake almost you know yeah. but for this gentleman he said he's got to happen me he said underpay <laughs> to the max wow you know what's interesting so i also worked at like a i guess walgreens is almost like a conven- it's like an upgraded convenience store classier uh i did not work at a classy establishment uh so i feel like that actually happens a lot where people will see a sale and they assume that you can only buy like the one item and then it's still going to be the sale price but they, oh, like have yes, to buy both yes, of them yes, 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 and then yes. when they get mad at you they're like well it's 150 isn't it i'm like well no you have to buy the two for it to be the price that you think it's going to be and then they <laughs> don't understand you're explaining to them they're yelling at you and you're just like i don't know what to tell you man it's i can't really change it on my thing here and i'm not gonna lose my job for your stupidity customers can definitely be Trashy. something else mm-hmm. ali have you ever worked in retail 
I have not. Oh my gosh. <laughs> In a restaurant? No, I've just been a babysitter. I know that's kind of uh, lame, but okay. <laughs> oh, I thought Ali was gonna tell us like, hey man, I don't work. I don't need to work. You know what? That's <laughs> why her newscast was so nice to the to hear. It's because you haven't been ruined by retail or anything yet. <laughs> yeah. That may be true. That stuff changes your life. It really does. People are crazy. Some, I have some friends that work in retail and I've I've heard the horror stories. Yeah, wild, some customers. Man. Oh, I remember the, during the pandemic, like during like those peak months, I was still oh. working at a, a Walgreens, right? And so Walgreens had basically basically put on this like I think it's called like a plexiglass mm-hmm. uh, thing between you know you and the customer, yeah. and um, and it, they would have like the six feet away. So I understand how the counter as it is was a bit wide, and so like this added feet was just like extremely far so they had like basically put a tape on the on the floor so they know where to stand and the customer she came and she literally put the items right at the the closest to her and like I, I'm, I'm i'm not even gonna lie i'm one of those persons that can be petty like i don't care if it's if i'm working wherever like dude you're not gonna shame me like mm-hmm. I, however you want and so then i'm like i was <laughs> i literally put out my arm and i was like i can't reach them and like <laughs> mind you i could have definitely just reached like bent a little forward and reach for them but she could have also just pushed them in front yeah. so she was just standing there and i was just standing there and we were standing there for a hot minute and she was like oh so you're not gonna charge me and i was like so you're not gonna push the things and we were just there and mind you i don't want to I hate to use this, but she reminded me of a Karen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but she did. And so we were just there and she was like, she was just being so rude. And I was just like, um, and then we were just standing there. And I was like, we were literally just standing there. And I was just like, and she was like, oh, can I speak to the manager? Girl, I picked up the phone and I called the manager. The manager came and I was like, I don't know what's going on with her. And then the manager just came and he, but I hate that because the manager always makes it seem like they're right. And I was wrong. And I was like, absolutely not. If she wants to act like she's five, I can act like I'm two. I said what I said. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> That has been Crystal's TED Talk presented by The Morning Buzz. Yep. Um, and you see, Isaiah, how usually we have like a theme of like last week, it was like Florida. Yeah. All these silly stories. Mm-hmm. Well, now we're taking it to Boston. Yeah. So we had the school buses with the stripper poles. Now we have a 10 foot wide house in Boston sells for $1.25 million. A 10-foot White House in Boston has sold for $1.25 million, located in the city's historic North End neighborhood. The two-bedroom, one-bath home was built in 1890. Mary McGee, who lives across the street and has been in the North End for over 40 years, had an interesting name for the home, as it is referred to as the Spike House. Ooh, I already love this! The legend is that two brothers inherited the land sometime around the Civil Civil War. One of them went away to fight and came home to find that the other brother had built a house bigger than his share of the land. The house was sold to a local family of four who offered more than $1.2 million. According to the real estate agent, the kids are going to have the bunk beds and the mother and father are going to be in the master suite next to the private roof deck. The kids are going to have the whole backyard, and he told the morning edition. And they're also going to have four really skinny levels of the house to live in. How cool 
is that? And I, I'm sure for all of our listeners who perhaps spend some time on social media, they've seen this house. And this house is like really, really narrow. And it's so funny because it, it has like four windows uh, vertically. And it's just super narrow. It's like a tiny house. And, and next to it, it's like, a, like a, an apartment building with like, you know, the regular six windows to two in the top two in the middle and two at the end with the door and then the other window and so compared to them it's it's tiny and it's i think it's hilarious that would annoy me living in this house though it's so small you can't move yeah i don't even know why someone would pay that much money for right house. especially if you have kids too that's gonna get annoying yeah no it wouldn't work out for me yeah. i like, i, I always say this and my friend always makes fun of me but i'm like i'm a big girl and whether that's like in size or in heart or in personality, I am just a big girl. So I need big spaces. Yeah. Like I need I need to be able to stretch my arms. I want giant like... ceilings, open concept. Oh, you hear that Ooh. term right there? Open <laughs> concept. Right okay, there. what what have you been watching? The the what is it? The Builder Brothers? What is the it? Property Brothers? The Property yeah. Brothers. <laughs> I love that show. Uh, but no, yes, I agree. Yeah. Oh, what is what what is it that they say? An open what is it that you just said? An open, open concept. An open concept yeah, yeah, yeah. is what makes the room look the biggest. Mm-hmm. Ooh, crystal yep. dropping gems. <laughs> get get a nice uh nice couches as well. Uh fancy ones where it's like in a shape, not just like a futon. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, you know you Yikes. you got the <laughs> have I lived a different life than everyone else here? <laughs> you know you're know. in the struggle if you have a futon. <laughs> whole life we've been we've been rocking with the futons (laughs) typically college students have futons hey bro it's not just a college thing that's a life thing um (laughs) do we have anything else to say about this house no i think the fact that it's super narrow i love the name of it the spite house i know Um, it's not a funny story mm -hmm. uh but yeah but i i personally you know what you know what irks me i was gonna say i don't know why people would pay so much money for the house when it's super narrow and smaller than most houses and that would probably cost this but it's probably because it's one of those rare instances where such a house exists right Mm -hmm. like it's not very common and it's just and then it just i don't want to open this can of worms but then it just kind of brought me back to the whole like adding vintage to like everything so people would pay so much more money when it wasn't even like some things are worth calling vintage but not all things that are from the past are worth calling vintage and i said what i said i agree (laughs) (laughs) i said no i I agree as well um crystal dropping real tough knowledge here today i know i should have created like a podcast and just drop all this well you can aren't you a dj certified here at wmsc upper montclair period of course yeah Uh, crystal no. show debuting soon right after the morning no i'm kidding um <laughs> uh, could you imagine going on for another hour after the two hours um i feel like i could do it but I i'd could, probably be just done with everything after i could do it if you ideas were my co-host because oh. <laughs> and maybe ali oh and maybe possibly colin and maybe oh i didn't get your name but maybe our other uh adj this the no nah, they got they got to work for it Oh, wow. You got a lot to prove, See, you two. I was trying to be nice and friendly. <laughs> wow, Isaiah, I did not know this side of you. Uh, I am a savage. Anyways, um, we have more stories. Crystal, 
lead the way with a free car. Apparently. I know you love my voice, but fine. Men take vehicle with free car. Oh, this is this is the story. Men take vehicle with free car sign and later find a body in the trunk. Coroner Ellis Stewart said two men found a car in Bryan, Mississippi with a free car sign on it and with the key inside. They drove the car to Copia County and looked inside after arriving at a family's member's home. To their surprise, a dead body was in their new ride. The body had been identified as 34-year-old Anthony McCrillis. Stewart said his body had been in there for several days and was found without clothes. Quote, he was identified through his tattoos and confirmed through his immediate family of his identity. Errington said that the victim's vehicle was seen in Bryan, Copoya County, and Jackson over the last few days. Police have not yet determined where the original crime took place. An autopsy will be done to determine the cause of death. This is one of those stories where I, I kind of want to make you fun yeah. of you, but you, uh -huh. you don't want to because... Like someone died, but yeah, the yeah, story's yeah, kind yeah. of hilarious at the same time. <sighs> yeah, like I... I remember when I first read the story, I was like, first of all, I think that's one of like the, do you think there is someone nice enough in this world that they would just be like, free car, yeah. everything works. With the just, keys, just, we'll take it, guys. Just have it. Yeah. And okay. And even then, if I were to encounter something that, which first of all, I would not even get close, wouldn't you check it before you actually drive mm -hmm. it to just make sure that there's not like something like a dead body inside the car sometimes i don't know what people be thinking and i think i don't want to say this but whoever put the sign free car knew what they were doing in terms of like they knew some for lack of a better word someone who's not that bright would look at the car get in the car put their handprints all over the car and drive the car and now there's like handprints and whoever may or may not have killed or you know the dead body that was found now it's gonna be harder mm -hmm. and i mean again there's no uh autopsy to confirm as of yet what was the cause of death but he was naked so he was naked use your imagination Ugh. Oh, I mean, I hate when I, I read things use like my imagination for that. <laughs> when I read things like this, like my head literally goes to like all over the place, and it goes to like the most extreme and worst possible reasons why. And I don't know, this is like some drama, <laughs> but it always does that. Like, for example, like when I get an Uber, I always think how a car might hit us from the side. For real? Yes. And I get so, and I like, I start to pray and I'm like, oh my God, no, 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 no. I start, you know what I started saying? Uh, I'm not going to tell you because you're going to make fun of me. What? No, it's like, it's like, it's like a Spanish thing. Uh, yeah. Are you praying in the car? Well, yeah, but there's just like this thing. Well, I believe and my family believes that we always have like a, we always have like a good angel and a bad angel with us. And I, I know you're going to. Some of you may find this silly, but basically, like you have one sitting on your shoulder, and that's that's not when you're. This is how my mom said it to me. Don't make fun of me, okay? I was little, and she basically said like when you're tempted to do something bad, that's like the bad angel speaking to you, and then when you're doing good stuff, it's because the good angel speaking to you. So anyway, I I just pray to well, we believe that you pray to your angel. Well, you believe you you pray to God, but you pray to your angel to make to make sure that it protects you. So 
I like that. Yeah, it's cute. It gives you some comfort. And like, you know, cute. You know, at first I was skeptical, but hey, <laughs> I'm okay with that one. I'll let it slide. I won't put that on your Hispanic tally of things you've said today. Uh, you're you're Hispanic- really getting, you're getting close to getting canceled on the show. <laughs> no, I have so many. It's Hispanic Heritage Month. Okay, for this entire month, I get to say all the Hispanic things I want to say. Yeah. Because in my little heart, that's what makes it happy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Friendly reminder for those here. Uh, this is WMSC Upper Montclair. It is 9 a.m., not p.m., as I always <laughs> like to say for some reason. Uh, and we're going to keep the show going on a little bit more due to some technical difficulties. But it is the top of the hour. It so is. if you are on your morning commute, mm-hmm. uh, I just want to start the day off great i hope you have a great yeah. day it is going to be per ali in her newscast it is going to be cloudy uh with a chance of meatballs no i'm kidding no, oh my god <laughs> but it is going to be cloudy and there's a, a slight possibility of showers so yeah there's you know there's that possibility tomorrow i did look at the forecast and maybe ali can confirm this but tomorrow i had seen the forecast and it basically said that it was going to rain and Thursday and Friday, Ali, is that correct? Yes, it is. Mm, you see? According to the weather right now. Right. Knows, it changes all the time. <laughs> yes, especially in Jersey. <laughs> Things can change like this. Like you don't even does. see it. It's just you plan for a rain. It doesn't rain. Mm-hmm. And now you're carrying these really heavy rain boots, this rain, rain jacket. Boots? You wear rain boots? Yes. Do you yeah. not? I've uh, never no, worn I've never boots. worn rain boots. <laughs> I'll take an umbrella. That's cool. No, see, I think that's being silly because, first of all, why would you want to be like soaked or wet? I know you're. It just doesn't make no, any no, sense. no. You know what it is? It's because young students or young individuals, like in general, they typically don't like to. I don't know what it is with them, but they don't like to carry an umbrella. And I don't understand, Ali. You being one of the youngest, you're a freshman, and being one of the youngest uh, students in this room in the studio why do young people not like to carry umbrellas i don't know i mean i personally will carry an umbrella if it's raining or if it's supposed to rain i have no issue good, with that good, um i don't know maybe just like an inconvenience thing because people tend to not like things that are inconvenient <laughs> and, and 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 that could also be but sometimes i feel like it's just them thinking that they look weird or it's embarrassing mm-hmm. and it's such it, and i say this because it's such a silly mentality to have like mm-hmm. You know what I like to wear? What? I have a cute pink poncho that I just throw on Aww. and I put my little hat and mm. I'm dilly dallying. It's huge. So I can have my book bag. I can have my bag inside and I'm like walking and, you know, I'm covered. <laughs> and then when I arrive, all dried. <gasps> you want to know one of the most, again, it's Hispanic heritage months and I get to say whatever I want to say. It's time, <laughs> Crystal. We're, we're getting real close here. <laughs> what this is one of the funniest things as a a young kid sometimes like I would lose my poncho I wouldn't we wouldn't be able to find um an umbrella and my mom would literally get a trash bag and and like make a poncho (laughs) and so she would cut the edges for my arms she would cut a a hole for my neck my big head and I would just put that on and I would walk and I'd be walking to school (laughs) and I'm not gonna lie back then I was like you know like I didn't really think about it but thinking back to it I think it's the funniest thing ever no that's actually hilarious though <laughs> like just, you literally wore a garbage bag literally and just walked around 
hey man but and you're like oh this is cool yeah i'm a little though. garbage bag that's because when you're young you know you yeah. don't really well you don't really think about it too much yeah you think everything's awesome when you're young right yeah. if anything you probably thought it was cooler probably but people probably didn't think that no they're probably and i feel like those were good times because you would just be able to do and wear anything you'd like and it would not be a problem i don't think that's true i got roasted a lot for wearing walmart clothes once again i was in struggles man futons <laughs> and walmart clothes i said i said please don't make me laugh <laughs> he said <laughs> He is taking out all yeah. his traumas. This is my therapy, there. guys. No, I see that. This therapy session started at four minutes ago. Yeah. So, you know, if you're going on your morning commute, this is just mm-hmm. <laughs> the morning buzz. Yeah, this AK. is the morning buzz. Extended edition. And you know what, Allie, we loved your new cat, your newscast the yes. first time. The second time was even better. I think why not go for it a third yes. time? You know, third time's a charm. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> As you said, my name is Allie. My last name is Ariel. And I am coming at you from the WMSC radio station in Upper Montclair. So for some national news, on Tuesday, the FBI posted a national statement and announced the remains of Gabby Petito have been discovered and identified. Her remains were found at a campground in Bridger Teton National Forest, and authorities are fairly certain that the cause of her death was homicide. My thoughts go out to her and her family, and I hope that they receive some answers soon. Now for some statewide news. The devious lick challenge that has been sweeping the nation has finally made its way into New Jersey. For those of you that don't know what a devious lick is, it's when a student or students steal a form of school property and they post a TikTok or a video or post on social media about what they stole. And on Friday at the Halladen Public School, a student stole part of a toilet that was worth $400. So parents, if your child comes home with a part of a toilet or a bathroom stall, chances are they completed a devious lick. And now lastly, on a more positive note, some Montclair State University campus news. This Friday night, the Student Center will be hosting a Red Hawk night. The event will take place from 9 o'clock p.m. until midnight in the Student Center, and it will be filled with lots of exciting activities that you definitely do not want to miss out on, and I hope to see you there. Now, on to the weather. On this lovely Wednesday, we are looking at a high of 80 degrees Fahrenheit and a low of 72 degrees, and you can expect some showers in the afternoon and the evening time. So, thank you. And like I said, third time is a charm. (laughs) Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much, Allie. But that is going to wrap it up for the morning buzz. We're going to spin some tunes, but stay listening because the weekly mixtape with Sabrina Robinson is coming up soon.